Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, the dead body was alive the entire time. Really? Yes. And stand by me, I had no idea. That's not what I was referring (laughs) to there. Poking it with a stick and everything. Oh, it's definitely a different movie. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit different. A little bit different in tone, a little bit different in genre. But it is a spoiler, and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't Mm. be listening to the show. That's right. This show, if you're a first-time listener, what we do on it is we look at the trailer, any sort of promotional material for a movie, and then we try and come up with as close as possible plot prediction just from those few details. Yep, and hopefully when the movie comes out, we're 100% accurate and we're geniuses and we pat ourselves on the back and say how smart we are. That's absolutely correct. Now, interestingly enough, that may not be the case this week because we are talking about the 13th installment of the X-Men franchise, 13th and presumably last installment of the X-Men franchise before it is inevitably rebooted by the Disney wing of the Marvel Corporation. It's taken out back of the shed and being shot is what's happening. And then being replaced by a new, shinier X-Men. Being put out of its misery. Yes, being put to pasture, as Mm. they say. We still haven't said the title of the movie, and that's X-Men The New Mutants. Yes, it was a comic book as well. Yeah, that's right. Or I think it's just known as The New Mutants, but I think it'll be smarter of them to market it as an X-Men movie, mm. because I don't know why people would want to go see it otherwise, oh. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's very evidently an X-Men movie, and they've played into that, and it's got a very... Evidently an X-Men movie? Ho- How so? It has superpowers. It looks more it's like about mutants. a Firestarter-style movie than anything else, if you ask me. Now, that was intentional. They were going for the full Stephen King vibe after the success of it and I suppose Stranger Things as well. But when this idea was originally conceived in 2015 by director Josh Boone, he very much had Stephen King in mind, Firestarter, even Nightmare on Elm Street on some level, but we'll get into that later on. But Stranger Things wasn't even a twinkle in Netflix's eye at this point, and it hadn't even come out yet. And so, I suppose at the time, this was a relatively novel idea. Yeah. Now, not so much. Yeah, yeah, now not so much. Why has it taken this movie so long to get out? Well, that's a long story, so we should start at the very beginning. Now, originally, the reason that we're talking about this movie this week is because at the time of recording, two weeks ago, they announced that this movie movie is being delayed till April 2020, mm-hmm. but I put this in the schedule months ago and I haven't found anything to replace it, so that's why we're stuck talking about a movie that doesn't even come out until a year from we now. We stick to our schedule here. So, this is probably going to be the furthest away from any movie that we've predicted in the past. And there's a lot of potential for it to change. Yeah, absolutely, since they're apparently reshooting 90% of it. Yeah. As I mentioned, this movie, I think it was conceived in 2015. And they started shooting it in 2017 with Mm. a 2018 intended release. Now, the concept initially, as stated by director Josh Boone, he wanted to make an X-Men movie that was a full-fledged horror movie set in the X-Men universe. Quite an interesting idea. Quite different. I mean, the X-Men have their own feel and own genre almost, so it's very bold to kind of place that world in a in a horror escape, but it kind of makes sense as well. Yeah. Now, where I think that they're coming from with this idea, first of all, they greenlit it, so they must have thought it was a reasonable idea on some level, but here's the <laughs> thing. Marvel has been doing their own thing for more than 10 years. Mm. Initially, the other studios were resistant to doing the same thing. For example, DC, they wanted to make a darker, grittier, more serious, but still at the same time, family-friendly superhero universe with 
I suppose, continuing the tradition of Chris Nolan's Batman movies. They did the gritty Superman movies then tried to do Batman versus Superman, Justice League, so on and so forth before completely... Not Aquaman. I can't yeah. say that's gritty. They've abandoned that idea and gone for the more sort of goofier Marvel-esque style of superhero movie. For years and years, X-Men over at Fox was very similar to Disney's Marvel pictures in the same way. Mm. I mean, they were say? a successful bunch of movies yeah, as well. Yeah, they had People a bunch liked of... People them. Way before the first Iron Man came out, there was the X-Men movies. And you know what? For the time, they were considered somewhat gritty, I would say. Yeah. We've definitely talked X-Men before on this show with Dark Phoenix so we've talked about our histories we don't need to go into that no. again we've talked X-Men before but they've recently found success in Deadpool for example Deadpool 1 and 2 were fairly big hits now what do they do differently that the other superhero movie studios they got an R rating what haven't they done yeah exactly so they've got an R rating they're subversive they're for adults so I think they're continuing that tradition with their well with, with this specific movie New Mutants by going specifically horror movie specifically adult audience or at least young adult audience mm, yeah so I think that was their intention and then of course without really intending to do so they've landed on the whole Stranger Things yeah because I definitely see the whole Stranger vibe. Things vibe yeah so it feels very much a part of that bandwagon and that's yeah. worked for those franchises it's worked for It the new It's coming out later this year It Chapter 2 mm. we won't be covering it because everyone knows what's going to happen in that movie it's based on a book mm-hmm and we've already stated that we're not going to do remakes or direct adaptations of books. So, yeah, sorry, folks, we can't cover that one. So you would think the natural choice would just be to follow those trends, make it a full-on horror movie, mm. make it like Stranger Things, full-on well, blood and not, guts. It's not a full-on horror movie. Yeah, well, here's the thing. When Fox greenlit the movie and they looked at the script, they said, yeah, we like the idea, but we want to market it to a more general audience. We want to bring in more teenagers. more want to sell more toys, so, yeah. buy so, more merch. Well, the whole concept was that it was going to be superheroes without the spandex, without the villains, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's not a new idea. Yeah, I know it's not a new idea, but that was the whole concept. So they wanted to make the movie, but they didn't want it to be as dark and as gory and as horrific as the director originally intended. So they completely re wrote it to make it more sort of like one of your insidious movies, one of your Annabelle's, one of your conjuring movies. So, so like a Diet Coke horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's not full on and gory. You can take your 12 year old to it. They're going to get startled. But at the end of the day, they're not going to see anything obscene. So the director was a little bit defeated by this. I would take my 12 year old to Insidious. Well, the they could go. Like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> but as long as mummy and daddy are there, it's probably a reasonable decision. Yeah, the director was originally defeated by this idea. He said it wasn't really the movie he wanted to make, but, you know, he's still making something that he's really passionate about, so he went along with it. And so the trailer that we saw was the trailer for this toned-down, more PG horror movie. The trailer did really well, apparently. It wasn't a movie that I was jumping up and down to see, but apparently people really reacted to it in a positive way. And so when Disney acquired Fox last year, They said, well, there's potential in this movie. We could release it as is and essentially lie to everybody and say it's going to be more full on than it is. Or we could reshoot it and make it goyer and make it more like the original concept. They're going back. Yeah, so they're going back. So you would presume, well, I know I presumed Mm. that Disney would be like, no, make it more kiddie, make it more family friendly. It feels like they're trying to drag it out so that they can own the rights to X-Men longer. Yeah, quite possibly. But still, I just presumed that Disney would go more family friendly. Imagine that, Mm. doing a show where we presume things that happen in movies just... (laughs) 
making big presumptions. But anyway, no, they're actually giving full creative control back to the director cool. to make what he originally conceived. So well, they're throwing uh, away, essentially, the original version I mean, of the movie. They're doing fine. They've got movies coming out that will... Wipe the floor with it box office-wise yeah, anyway, so presumably. why not give the guy a chance? Like They're they've not going to the lose anything. Yeah, they've got the money. Best case scenario, it's a huge success and they find a niche market. Worst case scenario, it yeah. bombs and what happens? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly the point. So I guess they're throwing a few dollars at it in the hopes that it will be a huge hit and the start of a potential new franchise. Because when Josh Boone originally pitched this idea to Fox... Yeah. He had three movies in mind. So this was going to be chapter one of three movies. Right. So everything was going to be set up in this movie for the other two movies. In typical Hollywood filmmaking. Because they're a team, right? The New Mutants are a a team in Marvel. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we're going to follow the trend of not making a standalone movie and setting everything up for a universe, which is very much something that I'm fed up with, to be honest. (laughs) I just want a standalone movie. I don't want everything to be, ooh, we're going to explore this more in the sequel, make you want to come back for more. Could you imagine if they just made a good standalone movie that had no sequels. Oh, I think there's a few of those that we've covered, but that's not apparently what 90% of the audience wants and Hollywood wants those dollars, but Mm -hmm. we're not here to crucify them. Yeah. Another thing they're doing now that they've wrapped up with Dark Phoenix is they're possibly adding in more characters slash actors who play characters in the previous X-Men movies. So originally they didn't have access to James McAvoy's Professor X or Storm or obviously Wolverine probably won't be in it since they've retired that character spoilers for Logan <laughs> so you're saying that they may appear yeah I, I've read that Professor X might make an appearance yeah. he did in my plot but anyway well no I actually read that he was intended to be their mentor in the film in its original conception but because they took so long to shoot it James McAvoy couldn't commit to it anymore he had to go do other things he had to do presumably Dark Phoenix or whatever Glass yeah Glass whatever movie he's working on at the time and so it. they replaced him yeah he's in it mm. he's doing a lot of stuff but anyway so they replaced him with Alice Braga, the character of Cecilia so Reyes. So she's listed as the mentor. I figured yeah. she was a bad guy. Yeah, you would presume that, but I guess we'll get into that when we talk about our plots. But mm. still, Professor X at this stage is confirmed not to be in it. But since they're still filming the movie as we speak, the reason that it's not in cinemas in two months is because as we record it, they're probably out there with the camera right now filming new scenes. So this might be a movie that may never come out. Yeah, and that's what I said last week. But yeah, it, this movie may never come out. Our pitch might be the closest anyone sees to this movie. Yeah. How exciting is that? It might be the closest thing anyone comes well, to now I think knowing a storyline to this. They've invested too much time and money in it, so they sort of have to put it out, All right. regardless of the quality, I suppose. But I think they're trying to make it better than it is currently, because they've test screened the original movie. Popular? They didn't say what the reaction was, so I'm guessing it wasn't good. That to wake everyone so, up. So, in a weird way, we've sort of got to take elements of this trailer and who we know to be in the movie with a grain of salt, because it at could the change. end of the day, yeah, it could all change at the drop of a hat. It could change. Now, one more little tidbit I wanted to throw out there before we get any deeper into it. Now, apparently, another thing Josh Boone said was that in his reshoots, when he came back and was reworking with the movie, the main movie that he had in mind to draw inspiration from was A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Yes, I'm seeing that Yes, big time. And you know what? People pan that movie. That was good, I thought. That was probably the most successful Nightmare on Elm Street movie in the whole series. It was corny, but it it set the whole franchise in the direction that it went in for years. It's still probably the well I mean they sort of tout the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie as the most influential but it's definitely the third because you got the wise cracking Freddy look we're doing a review of a Nightmare on Elm Street but anyway that's neither here nor there 
So one trailer for this movie. I know you were really upset by the use of music in the trailer. Yes, it was. So in the one trailer that we have so far, they used a creepy version of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. Kieran and I are very big fans of that album. I love that. Yes. It's one of my favourite albums of yeah, all time. Definitely and, one of my favourite albums of all time And I just found too. that super corny yeah. that they did that. Uh, and just because it's a song I really like and it means so much to me, just to hear it being used in such a way was just like, so on the nose. I didn't like it. Yeah. And it wasn't done particularly effectively either. No. Because it's not really a school. <laughs> that, that movie's if all, that's what they were going that for. That song's all about like conformity and oppression. And I guess that makes sense for the mutants but it's just, yeah. it just like, asylum school, oh, we'll put it in here and they're young, so... The way that they used it seemed almost cliche, yeah. is basically what we're saying. Yeah. And the trailer as well, as far as I'm concerned, at least looking at it from someone who has no real knowledge of the New Mutants or the X-Men franchise outside of the films that we've seen so far, it just looked like a collection of spooky moments. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to draw any sort of cohesion or prediction for a plot. Yeah, no, it was really hard. Yeah, but now that I've done a little bit of research, just a bit of heads up, because we're so limited with what we've been given so far and anything that we've seen can be thrown away, mm. I did cheat a little bit. I'm okay, sure, good, because I did too. Yeah, I'm sure Matty D did as well. I wasn't going to tell you, though. I was going to be like, oh, I think maybe yeah. uh, <laughs> this might happen. So I did a bit of research on the characters who appear in the movie based on their comic book history. Oh, you did more research than me. and I, I, I went in cold with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I did look at what their relationship with each other was on a very loose peripheral level. And I looked at the comic book storyline that this movie was originally going to be based on. But apparently from what I read, that was thrown away pretty early. So it's only a very loose adaptation of the comic book series that the original director's conception was based on. I looked at that in a very loose way, as in I quickly Wikipedia'd it Mm. a couple of hours before recording. So I've got a little bit of an advantage, but that coupled with the production history, I can and sort of on a loose level work out what is going to be in the movie or what isn't going to be worked in yeah. the movie. So, typically, Maddie D and I will go away and come up with our own plots. Come back and compare them. Yeah, and come back and compare them. Pit so them up against each other. Once we find out what movie we're going to be looking at, we'll go away, come up with our ideas, come back and compare them. That's 90% of our episodes so far. And traditionally, every five episodes, we'll team up and do a plot together. Now, because... <laughs> We don't know what's going on with this movie. Yeah, we watched this trailer and we're just kind of like, what are we going to talk about? And we yeah. were sending messages to each other just being like, I have no idea. And in what this circumstance, two heads are definitely better than one. We've decided to be unusual and team up yes. out of the ordinary. So, yes. so we, we haven't doing spoken it about this beforehand. No. Um, I don't know what Kieran's thinking. Kieran doesn't know what I'm thinking, wh- no. where I think we're going to go. So you're, you're going to hear a lot. Of <laughs> so the whole idea with these ones where we team up is we do very little preparation yep. and we basically come up with what we think is going to happen on the spot. Yeah. Now, as I prefaced, I did a little bit of research, so I have a few ideas, but we've really got to agree and formulate what we think is going to happen together. Yep. So we've basically talked about what we know about the movie so mm-hmm. far, so I suppose that all that's really left to do is talk about the actors, Yes. and then that'll transition us perfectly into what we think those actors are going to do as the characters they play in the movie. Yes. Now, the first actor I have listed here is Anya Taylor-Joy, who is playing Ileana Rasputin. What a name. A.K.A. Magic 
Magic with a K. Magic with a K. Magic. You can tell she's a teenager because like she'd spell her the name Magic with a K. Yeah. All that's missing is like an eight in there. Are you saying that teenagers can't spell or is that No, no, I'm saying it's like a rap. It's like crystal cool with a K. Exactly. Actually, crystal is pretty commonly spelt with a K <laughs> when it's named. Maybe Ignore bad what example. I said. Maybe a bad example. Anyway, we know Kesha with a dollar sign. Yes, we know Anya Taylor Joy from Split and Glass, where she was the kidnapped girl, I believe, in Split, and then she was I suppose happy that she was kidnapped in a weird way in Glass. I haven't didn't, really seen any of those movies. Watch just, them, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're both talking out of school. But she, here. she has a sorcery powers by the look of it. Yeah, so from what I understand, she is the sister of Colossus. She's from Mother Russia. Yes. And she can create teleportation of course, discs. Her, her name is Rasputin, of course, she's yes. Russian. So we presume that Colossus's last name is Rasputin as well? I well, guess no, it would have to it's, be. It's not, right? His name is something else. Anyway. I don't know. I'm not an X-Men expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Ooh! But, yeah, yeah, so she, she's portals, I'm guessing. Like, Colossus, like, for people like, who aren't familiar, she, he's a robot man. The big he's metal got, man. Yeah, he's got he's metal skin. He's not a robot. He has titanium skin. Yeah. That he... yeah, he was seen in Deadpool as well as X-Men 3, The Last Stand, briefly. Mm. Yeah, so you were saying about her teleportation discs. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's a physical disc that she stands on and it takes her away somewhere, or I don't know if it's a portal-like situation, like the video game portal where... That's what I'm picturing. A hole opens up and she jumps into it and appears somewhere else. Mm. But from what I read from the character bio, these discs take her to purgatory in a way, like a, a different realm. Okay. And then from that realm, she can jump elsewhere, either through time or through space. Pretty cool power. And then from what I understand... Some would say it's magic. Yeah. The purgatory sort of evolves in a way to become a dark world. So when she opens up one of her portals, monsters can come out of it in some circumstances. That becomes a conflict in the comic. But they may or may not go there. Not yet, film. maybe. Yeah. Or maybe. Well, what? Unless she's going to be bouncing around all over the world, jumper style, what else is she going to be using the portals for in Actually, this movie? Actually, yes. I think maybe that might play into it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, she also apparently has a soul sword. Cool. I don't, I don't know if you read that at all. Nope. But I don't think that's going to play into the movie. She's going to conjure the all. soul sword? Is it an actual thing or is it a magic yeah, thing? This is a magic thing that she can draw from a different realm, presumably. That's awesome. I'm actually liking this character a lot. But like I said, I don't think that's going to be in the movie. That's a little bit more traditional comic book esque lore mm. that I don't think they'll go down or explore in any way. So the next actor I wanted to talk about was Maisie Williams. Yes. Who's playing Rain Sinclair. From uh, Game of Thrones yes, fame. AKA Wolfsbane. Mm, she can turn ego. into a wolf. Didn't this remind you of AKA Hellboy? AKA Werewolf. Yes, it did. I could totally see them doing it the same dodgy way that they did in Hellboy. But yeah, it pretty much it reminded me exactly of what was his name? Ben Daimio. Yes. I think we said his name wrong in the podcast. Anyway, yeah. Maisie Williams, like you said, best known from Game of Thrones. I couldn't name anything else that she's been in. Who really cares? What else has she she's been in? She's Game of Thrones girl as far as enough. we're concerned. But yeah, what's interesting with Maisie Williams is she's usually a pretty likable character, but in her character is debrief. She? Yeah, everyone loves Arya. Okay. But in her character debrief, it says that she... I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, so I always thought she'd be like, I don't know, like a no. know-it-all, like a Hermione sort no, of character. No, That's just me presuming, just looking like, at her face. She's kind of like the plucky... Um, hero. Heroine. Yeah, yeah. She's more of a, a hero and a fighter and someone like that. Someone who busts down gender boundaries, I guess. Yeah, sounds um, good. A really cool character, if you ever decide to watch all eight seasons and get disappointed at the end. But anyway, that's my... That's my <laughs> well, I really look forward to doing that. Anyway, yeah, I think I should point out as well that mm. Rain Sinclair is a Scottish mutant. 
So she's going to be Scottish? Yep. She's going to come in playing bagpipes <laughs> and then transform it. into a werewolf. Wolf's bane. So she can apparently either turn completely into a wolf or she can turn into like a human-wolf hybrid. So it's either so or. So it's a werewolf. Yeah. All right. Or, or even like Wolf Among Us. Style. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be great. That would be cool. Oh, they should do that so, in the movie. So she, her character is religious and has a conflict. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, that's what I read about her. It is sort of a conflict with her beliefs and her being a mutant. So I think there's going to be a lot of... Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, a yep. lot of she's, internal She's struggle. struggling with being able to turn into a wolf because she sees it as ungodly, Demonic, basically. Yeah. But does that mean that she's kind of judgmental of the other mutants? She kind of sees it as a quote-unquote sin and is that going to be a factor? It could well be. Mm. I think this will play into one of the predictions I have for the plot. I'm going to call that she's the roommate of Magic right off the bat. I think they've all got different rooms, to be honest. All right. All right. Well, let's continue. Because I want to put in one important detail when we start talking about the plot. I've got one important detail, one concept that I want to get across to you and you'll completely run with it. I guarantee it. Okay. Anyway, let's <laughs> keep talking well. actors. Let's keep yep. talking actors. Next, we have Charlie Heaton playing Sam Guthrie, a.k.a. Cannonball. Now, Charlie Heaton is best known from Stranger Things where he plays... The weird guy with the camera. Yeah, the weird guy with the camera. The uh, brother of... Jonathan uh, Byers yeah. is the character's name. Interestingly enough for me, out of all the actors in Stranger Things, he's probably one of the least interesting ones. Characters? Personally speaking. Oh, okay. From all the great actors that they have on the show. He's good, but... He's probably one of the characters who jumps off the screen the least to me, makes the least impact on me. Maybe they're casting him in a very similar role. Because, I mean, his thing was all Perhaps. being brooding and yeah. angsty. In so. season one, anyway. I, season, I never got past season, season one. Season two does even less. Oh, okay. Less creeping around in the bushes, less photographs. So, yeah, I guess that's where I get my prejudice towards okay. poor old Charlie Heaton from. I don't from. mind him. I, I think his power is cool, Yeah, albeit a little Strange. silly. Yeah, so, so he is American, as in US American. I just want to point that out. He's from Kentucky, apparently. Yes. Does that mean he'll have an accent? Who knows? I hope so. Now, his power is apparently that he can fly at jet speeds and becomes invulnerable while doing so. You can tell this is a superhero that they created the name first. They're like, yes. let's call him Cannonball. What does he do? Uh, now, <laughs> initially... I imagine fast and flies. Well, doesn't Superman do that? Well, okay, he can't stop himself. I write it up, Stan. Immediately thought when I heard the name Cannonball and read the power, I presume that he'd be like Thudbutt from Hook. You know, the kid who could roll himself up into a ball and no, <laughs> roll over pirates. Go there is a guy that is like that called Bounce Boy. Really? He's a DC character. Yeah, he's like a big guy and his power is he bounces. Why wasn't he in this movie? Because he's a DC hero, Kieran. Oh, okay. Whoops. And um, I don't think Bounce Boy will get his own uh, movie, unfortunately. unfortunately. They made a Doom Patrol movie, so anything's possible. Anything is possible. Now, we all know that I'm not a superhero movie fan, so that's the reason why I don't pick up or know these things beyond <laughs> a research level. Now, the next person I want to talk about is... Henry Zaga, mm. who is playing Roberto da Costa, a.k.a. Sunspot. Now, good old Henry Zaga is best known from his TV roles, including the TV version of Teen Wolf and 13 Reasons Why, two shows that I haven't seen. So, I've unfortunately, seen I can't say that why. I've seen good old Henry. Yeah, was he good in it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, there you go. Now, I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> Sunspot, he is Brazilian, and his power is that he can manipulate and absorb solar energy. Yeah, that's a cool power too. Now, I know you're thinking, well, how does that really work? What can you do with that? Apparently sunbeams. He can, he can apparently do everything. He can shoot sunbeams. He can make the room hotter. He can absorb the solar rays into his body and become super strong. He has this mode where he turns all black and he's basically invincible. Why is he? Why like wouldn't a sunspot. he be like light? Oh, no, Right. So, yeah. It's another one where they made the name first, yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Or just said, make it's him a cool have design to have him like, just a silhouette with eyes. 
essentially. That is cool, though. And he's super heated and, as I said, super strong. So very super powered. I'm not sure how he's going to use his powers in this circumstance. I mean, there's that shot in the trailer where Sam Guthrie's approaching a... Washing machine. Washing machine, yeah, and there's someone in it on fire. So is that him? I guess so. Mm-hmm. It could well be. It would be a good prediction. I think if anything's going to happen with his power or anyone's powers, it's going to be in the later act. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the next person I want to talk about is Blue Hunt, interestingly named Blue Hunt. Say that name just slowly, Kieran. Blue Hunt. Don't say it fast. Her first name's not Mike or anything like that. It's not too bad. <laughs> now, she plays Danielle, Danny Moonstar, a.k.a. Mirage. Oh, jeez, what a terrible she superpower. She is fairly new to TV and acting and movies, so I haven't seen her in anything. I don't think too many people have. Maybe this will be her breakout role. Right. From the looks of it, she's supposed to be the main character or, like, the secret main character. I think we're supposed to think that... Magic? Anya Taylor-Joy's, yes, Magic is the main character, but I think it's really going to be Blue Hunt at the end of the day. What's Mirage's superpower? She has the very interesting and strange superpower of being able to create illusions based on people's fears. So if you're a bad guy, you'll have spiders running all over you if you've got a fear of spiders or if you've got a fear of drowning, suddenly the room will fill up with water, so on and so forth. Though I think they'll go a bit more Isn't it also she can project things that they like as well? Mm, Not that I know of. Mm, Okay, It's just basically she's telepathic. So she's the scarecrow. And manipulates people's fears. Yes, that's it essentially. And I think she's going to play a very large part in the overall spookiness of the movie basically I take I have, it back that's a cool power yeah I have very big theories on how she will play into the plot as well Okay. I should also point out that she's Native American now that is important to her character in the comics whether that plays a role in this movie or not we will see again I have theories tribal and ancient yeah. right that's what they go for in that yeah. character that's right. Now, one of the last people I want to talk about... Yes, please talk about ...is it. Cecilia Reyes. Okay, not, not the person you were talking about. No. Alice Braga, who I mentioned before, who's playing Cecilia Reyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I know her from City of God and I Am Legend. I think she was the lead female role in both of those movies. The only other character in I Am Legend? Well, it was the child, wasn't there? Yeah, I guess so. And the dog. And the dog. Who can forget the dog? <laughs> and the CGI monstrosities. The anyway, vampires. Yes. So, Cecilia Reyes, she's from Puerto Rico, and she doesn't want to be a superhero. She doesn't want to embrace the lifestyle of a mutant. She just wants to live a life as a normal person. However, she has the power to generate a force field around herself. Right, okay. So she wasn't the doctor, the older No, yeah, she's the doctor. Oh, okay. She's the one we see in the trailer, right? That's right, yeah. And she acts as the mentor yeah. rather than yeah. Professor She Xavier. was the, yeah, the replacement for Professor X because in the comic, she plays a similar role. Okay. Now, the person that Manny D thought I was going to mention was Antonio Banderas. You know it. Who is playing... How a, did you know? An <laughs> unnamed role. However, it is theory that he is going Puss to play... Boots. Yeah, Puss in Boots. In a strange crossover cameo with the Shrek universe. Yeah, he's a mutant. Puss in Boots is actually a mutant. Makes sense. It's a talking cat. Yeah, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Or he's a person that can turn into a talking cat. Who yeah, knows? Maybe knows. it's Zorro. Maybe. That'd be cool. <laughs> anyway, so he's theory to be playing Mr. Sinister. However, mm. this is unconfirmed. Now, originally, John Hamm from Mad Men was playing Mr. Sinister, but he's been since excised from the movie in yep. reshoots because this, I guess he couldn't commit to the I hear contract. Mr. Sinister was supposed to appear at the end of the credits, that's but right. may not happen. That's right, that's right. Because I guess you're only going to do that if you're going to lead into more movies and mm-hmm. they might not be mm-hmm. doing that. Oh, wouldn't it be great if they just did a movie like we haven't got any sequels planned, we're not planning to go anywhere else after this one. I said my piece, I should move on. All right. 
So that is our cast. Great cast. <laughs> Young cast. If you know anything about New Mutants and the character of Danielle Moonstar, aka Mirage, you will be familiar with the fact that her main enemy in the comic is a demon bear. Yes, I was hoping you were going to go they into that. They have confirmed that the demon bear is not going to be in the Aww. movie. Are you serious? Yeah. So if you have any theories about the demon bear popping up in the movie, he's not going to be in it. That was going to be a huge part of what I was going to say. He was in the original script. Because you know what the demon bear's power is, right? Like, uh, among other things, is it generates sort of fears and whatnot. So, Well, it's actually an amalgamation of her powers. Right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I may be wrong. I'm sorry to any big X-Men fans out there who happen to be listening to this who know better. But from what I understand, when she was a kid, when she was just coming into her powers, from what I understand from previous X-Men movies, it's very much a part of adolescence. So basically, as soon as you hit puberty, you start developing your powers. So from what I understand, she was traveling with her parents. And then she envisioned that they were killed by this big demon bear. So her whole life, she's been terrified of this demon bear. She goes back to live with her grandfather, who's a Native American chief, I think. And he also has powers himself. He uses his powers to relax her for years and years until one point where she, I think she goes to the Xavier school or something like that. Or at least she runs away, leaves her grandfather behind. This leaves her powers unchecked because he can't control them anymore. And this caused the demon bear to reappear and pursue Danny and her friends around for several issues. See, that would be good in the movie. Why have they abandoned that? Now, apparently the demon bear attacks and mauls Danny and they need to take her to a hospital. While in the hospital, the demon bear appears and attacks them, teleports them to another plane of existence where they're trapped. They end up stabbing the demon bear with magic soul sword. They barely make it. And they realise that the demon bear is actually an amalgamation of Mirage's powers. So they kill Mirage? Uh, No, no. When they stab the demon bear, it's actually her parents who are trapped inside the form of this demon bear and then by stabbing them with the sword, they release them from the spell, essentially, and free them back into the world. And then Danielle realises that you know, she was the demon bear the whole time, basically, all her powers were. So that's where I think the original movie was going to go. They were just going to do that storyline. That's what I. That's what I was. That was going. your theory. Well, yeah, it, I, they I, have I, confirmed they're not doing that. Oh, could you imagine that character? That that would be a cool concept, and you could make yeah. it eerie and kind of mystical. And they basically said, due to budgetary constraints. They couldn't do everything that they wanted to do you know what? I to think be able to do it They're going to do the same thing. It's just not going to be a demon bear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's going to be an amalgamation of her powers in a different form, which leads us perfectly into what we think is going to happen in the plot. I'm so disappointed that you've said that now. I was like, that was my one thing for the movie. Like, my one thing that I was excited for. I was like, if I let you run with that, Manny D, and I, if I didn't do my research, we'd just look like idiots at the end of the <laughs> right. day, to be honest. We'd be like, and then the demon bear comes bursting in and they stab it. I'm going to finance a movie to have a demon Demon Bear in it. Oh, you're going to be out there bandwagoning for the sequel, you know, with Demon Bear front and center. Yes. <laughs> I'll do a budget version and I'll make a real bear. <laughs> I'll cast a real bear. Mm. Anyway, let's go into the actual Just stock movie. footage. That'd be good. That's right. Right. So let's talk the new mutants. So yes. what I think is going to happen, very similar to my loose plot prediction. It's going to be a flashback, yeah? Yeah. I think we're going to start off with Danielle and her parents when she is a kid. We're going to have the whole thing where I think they're going to be 
presumed killed, or maybe they'll be actually killed by Danielle. Interesting, because I thought something different. Really? Yeah, what did I, you think? I thought it was going to start with Magic's backstory, because she's going to be the character. She's going to introduce the concept of like mutation, as if we didn't know that before. We're going to see her powers. We're going to see a little bit about her, and then she's going to enter the, the asylum. Like I said, I think they're trying to set her up in the trailers as though she's the main character, I guess because she's the most known actor and they can't fall on this actress but I thought, who is a, isn't a yeah, known quantity. I, I agree with you, but why I thought that is because I think that Magic's going to be like the audience's surrogate and we're going to be introduced to Mirage yeah. as a character we don't really know much about. Maybe we're a bit yeah. off-putted by her. I agree with scared, you and I think they will do that. But we but learn more just about her and that she's not really a bad person through the movie. Yeah, well, I agree with you, but I just don't think that they're going to start with Magic. All right, we'll go with that. So I guess it could add to the mystique if it's her as a child. So I think the flashback will be very brief. Something's going to happen to her parents. I think they'll actually be killed off. This is Danielle we're talking about, Mirage. And then she's being looked after by her grandfather, mm. who keeps her powers in check. Something will happen to the grandfather. Either he'll get sick and eaten can no longer look... Eaten by a demon bear. <laughs> no. eaten. Oh. Maybe eaten by an actual bear. Who knows? Anyway, there's going to be a circumstance a demon. where she isn't going to be able to be looked after anymore and she will lose control of her powers. I could see her running away in like a forest somewhere and crying. And- yeah. In the world of this movie, now this is where the big concept comes in, Matty D, that I think you'll jump into with open arms. In the world of this movie, I think mutant powers will be seen the same way as like a mental disorder. And where do you send people who have mental disorders who are potentially endangering other people or themselves? Well, you send them to an asylum. You send them to a mental asylum. So I'm presuming that the hospital that we see in the trailers, we're going to presume it's going to be in the final film, is essentially a mental asylum for mutants. That's crazy. I thought the same thing. Essentially, what I'm saying is this is going to be one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yep, I've got the same, yeah. Which is, I know, a movie that you love. It's what I've gone with as well, yeah. But with mutants. Can I add something to that as well? Well, more mutants than there Um, actually are in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Because Danny DeVito is in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. (laughs) I think as well they're taking experimentation treatments for the mutants to try to cure them. And I believe that, I think in this movie they'll have some kind of serum that will suppress people's powers, which is what they're injecting them in in the trailer. Yeah. I think as well that Glass might have beat them to the punch in attempting to convince the superheroes that their superpowers are a part of their psyche mm. or at least attempting to make them think that they're normal, at least on a mental level, in an attempt to suppress their powers. So a combination of using experimental medication on them as well as group therapy sessions. Yeah. I definitely think that's what they'll go in and we're, and it's going to be seen by us as like very cruel and... Yeah. Unmoral. But to these kids, they're just coming into their powers as they come into puberty. Their powers are all seen to themselves and the outside world as being horrific. So I think Cannonball, rather than being, you know, goofy, woohoo, I can fly really fast and I'm invincible. He can't control himself. He can't control himself. He damages things. He breaks things. You'll notice in the trailer that he's got his arm in a sling and he's all bruised up. I think that every time he uses his power, he ends up hurting himself really badly, breaking bones. And because it's something he doesn't have control over, it's something he wants to stop. I think it's something that it, when he has an emotional reaction, maybe when he gets yeah. angry is when it comes out. So it's not like he's going, oh, I'm going to cannonball up now. Yeah. It's like, oh God, I cannonballed yeah. again. I cannonballed I all get- over the place. I was getting to third base and then I cannonballed out of the backseat of the car. <laughs> 
<laughs> my date was horrified. Yeah. I put her in the hospital. Jeez. Which leads me directly to Sunspot as well. Mm. Not that he was the date in the backseat of the car with Cannonball, but Sunspot, I think he's basically going to spontaneously combust whenever he gets emotionally overwhelmed, basically. So we see in the trailer that someone is trapped inside, a, well, we presume so they're like trapped inside a washing thing, machine. Yeah. So he put himself in the washing machine and he yeah. to try to stop himself hurting people. Yeah, that's right. But he can't control it, but he bursts into flame and maybe it's agonizing to him. We can presume that it hurts other people or can damage the surroundings, but maybe whenever he's in flame, he's in constant pain. Yeah. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it works. There you go. So the big crux of this movie will be them meeting each other and yeah. figuring each other out almost, but in this world where they're being taught not to be who yeah. they truly are. They're That's being right. controlled and monitored. And I do see a lot of group therapy sessions. I see that happening and a lot of doctor one-on-one things yes. happening. Speaking of the Doctor, Cecilia Reyes, I think it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a twist that she's actually a mutant. I think something will happen to her that will make it look to us, and I suppose to some of the other characters, like she's been killed, but she's actually using her force field powers powers, to prevent herself from being killed. I think that's going to be a twist because they're not selling it as though she's a mutant. No, and she seems like a bad character as well. Yeah, I think she's the Nurse Ratchet of the movie Mm -hmm. in a way. Well, Nurse Ratchet was a horrible person. Yeah, but I think she's going to be sold that way as though she's the villain of the movie but she actually has the best intentions in mind and like I said at the end of the day she's going to be revealed to be a mutant maybe she's doing kind of what Xavier's doing but the wrong way yeah she's going about it she's controlling people's powers in in quotation marks but rather than letting them embrace them and teaching them how to use them exactly but she's chemically doing it or psychologically doing it yeah absolutely torturing them but so I think you're going to think that she's the villain and I think in some circumstances she will be the villain which I'll get into shortly so why don't you I think uh, Maisie Williams won't be the roommate of... Because I, I think they they've gonna... got their own rooms. In the trailer, they show that they've basically got their rooms kitted out with uh, drawings and books and whatnot. Because I had this big image in my head of Magic walking through the asylum and she sees Cannonball in the window. <laughs> she walks through with doctors and the texture. I think there's only going to be one doctor. Like, meets her and says, hey, welcome. You know, and it's very creepy. And then she meets uh, Maisie Williams, who's praying. You know, I just had this very specific image in my head. I speak to God. Yeah, and she kind of introduces her, Maisie Williams, that is, to the world that is mm. where she is now. No, I don't landed. think they'll be that cute with it. I think the newcomer to the hospital will be Mirage. Because I think Mirage will already be there, mm. but no one will talk to her. Well, because she's weird and different, and I think she'll arrive, dangerous. and yeah, she'll be very, she'll keep to herself. But I think she'll essentially be the crux of the movie because, from what we understand, there's a quote in the trailer where they say, "This isn't a hospital; this is a haunted, haunted house. house." Yes. So I think she can't control her powers. She is maybe through medication or maybe through something else. She is causing everybody in the hospital to be seeing their greatest fears, mm. but come to life. Yeah. You know what I originally was thinking as well? There's actually a super entity that's a house that can change form. And I thought that that was going to be what this asylum was. Mm. So it was actually a living entity. Like and, Monster um, House. Yeah, very much. But there were th- <laughs> no, it's, I don't it's think in so. the comics. And, but then I was like, eh, I yeah, think this will know. be a twist as well. You know, I think they'll only reveal later on that all the nightmare imagery going on inside the asylum is all related to her powers. I think we'll only find that out in Act 3. So what will they think? They'll think that the house is haunted I or think, they think... Yeah, that they're trapped in sort of maybe... some sort of horror house and they think that Cecilia is behind it. Right, I agree. I think they'll think that. Because it makes sense. Maybe they think Cecilia 
Cecilia and all the wardens, wardens are presuming are that there's it. others and not just Cecilia. But there's got to come a point, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but where we sort of get introduced to this world. They're kind of doing group therapy sessions. They're meeting everybody. The regular day in the life of where weird things start happening, creepy things start happening, right? Yeah. And then people start dying. Mm, I don't think they'll die. I don't think they'll kill off our mutants. You don't think they'll go into that gory side? Because didn't mm. they find someone in the trailer who's dead well, I on a bed, don't right? Recall they there was a man with a smiley face mask on who gives them a startle, but I think it's just going to be all imagery. No one's going to die, you don't think? I think people will die, but it won't be for real. I don't think any of our lead characters will be killed off. Really? All right, who do you think they'll kill off? I think they'll kill off everyone except our main cast, like all the wardens, all the people, maybe a few of the mutants. All we have is our main cast. Yeah, but, you know. So, yeah, wardens, if there's wardens and other psychiatric care people, I think they'll all be killed off. Mm. I don't think Cecilia will be killed off, as I said. I think she'll be revealed to be a mutant. I could see her dying. Yeah? Yeah. I think she'll help them out in the end. Yeah, she'll help them out and sacrifice. I see. A sacrifice, you say? Yeah. Okay. I, I see, like... We have to agree, you know. Yeah, I know. But I kind of saw them... I saw it going in a typical horror-esque fashion, where they kind of, like, come out of the rubble almost, completely damaged and bruised, but it's just them and they've survived. They're the sole survivors, this team of new mutants. And then the ending will be them finding Xavier's school. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think when they said that they're going to try and get other X Men actors to come in and or reprise Xavier their roles, in. yeah, I think at the end they'll be essentially <laughs> you'll rescued. See, you'll just see his bald head, yeah. the back of it, just the coming shine, in, yeah. the cameras glaring from the the reflection off the top of his head. Okay. Yes, so yeah, so, I think that is definitely going to happen at the end of the movie. Yeah. We're going to see some of our classic X Men who are going to take them away to get a proper upbringing at Xavier's school. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. So that's yeah. the end of the movie. But to do that, what's the nurse's name again? I keep forgetting. Cecilia Reyes. Cecilia Cecilia has to die. Nurse Reyes, Chet. Reyes, yeah. She has to die. Okay, let's say that she dies in the movie. She has a shield. She gets eaten by the bear. No, there's <laughs> not going to be a bear. If there is a bear in the movie, it's going to be imagery and that's it. Yeah, the bear's going to be in the group therapy sessions, yeah. sitting down, yeah, just like, right. you wait your turn, bear. And at the end of the movie, the bear's <laughs> going to pick up a hydrotherapy console and throw it out the window <laughs> and escape into yes. the sequel. <laughs> yes, love Fingers it. Fingers crossed. Well, is anything else we need to say in the beginning of this movie? Like, so, yeah, can you agree with me that Mirage is coming to yes, okay, the asylum essentially yep. as a newcomer, the okay. hospital, and she is going to be the cause of all the nightmarish stuff, can, and they don't know that. Can I can I make a, a little bit of a compromise? She okay. doesn't speak, so she's not yeah. like a hero. They're just like, who's this person? She doesn't speak, and then she goes alone in her room, and then weird stuff starts happening. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm sold. That makes a lot more Maybe sense. Maybe when she goes to sleep, she has nightmares. And those nightmares manifest themselves as the powers and the other people are seeing so their fears. When Yeah, that'd be good. Obviously, the other patients need to be, the other superheroes need to be like, weird things are happening and talk yeah. amongst themselves and even talk to the nurses. And to establish already, and we've already talked about this, and weird stuff already does happen because they have superpowers. So this is just an extension of that in a way that they haven't predicted. What would the nurses, I was going to ask, what would the nurses in, because it's going to be typically right because the wardens and the nurses and the doctors won't believe them but will they think it's just their superpowers or will they think they're they probably won't know what's going on mm-hmm. though I also did think that all this would be happening in like a demon realm yeah so you know how Mirage has the power to transport people to essentially like a dark version of the world mm. I imagine that they do something very similar to Stranger Things where they have the upside down where our characters our main characters the new mutants are teleported to like a dark version of the if mental hospital yeah if that has to happen it has to happen 
towards the end. Or at yeah. least it needs to be brushed on briefly, but it's not something that Magic wants to do voluntarily. Like, she doesn't want to visit this Maybe plane. the whole movie takes place within that realm, which is a part of her imagination, and unwittingly, our characters have been trapped there. So they think that they're in the real world, but they're actually in like this dark reflection of the real world, in the real world where all this nightmare stuff that, you know, their greatest fears come to life because it's essentially like a dream world created by Mirage. You mean magic? No, Mirage. Okay. Magic is the Russian one. But I thought you said that they were going through the portal. So magic has this portal that she uses to go into, what did I say? It was like purgatory Purgatory, or like this middle world that she uses to teleport to other places. But Mirage also has the power to teleport people to like a dark world. Oh, okay. Which may or may not be the same place. I don't know. I didn't look that deep into it. What if, combine the two ideas, weird stuff's happening, weird stuff's happening, they're all trying to figure it out, and then she opens the portal. Mirage is the one that traps them in her, like, nightmare world, and then magic, at the end of the day, gets them out by using her powers to create a portal to get them back into the real world. Yeah. There you go. Because I saw, like, maybe the portal would be a gateway for bad things to come out. Yeah. That'd be a good climax. Maybe she's presumed that she's brought all the evilness into the world. Because of stuff that's happened to her in the past. Yes, of course. So she has gone to the you know mutant mental hospital because in the past she created a portal where like a monster came out of it or something it terrified mm. them. You know. So she thinks it's her, yeah. So she she's blaming herself. Yeah, blaming herself, and so that's the whole reason like, she's there oh because her power's too scary. So that's it. There we go. I yeah. think we've, we've covered all the big twists early yep. on. And at the end, everyone has their moment where they control their powers and win the yep. day. That's right. They all go to Professor Xavier's school. That's pretty. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's pretty me good. Too. Me too. That's, I mean, it, that's New Mutants in a nutshell. As a plot, it was good. It could have used a few demon bears, but I'll settle. <laughs> yeah. We've already decided what's going to happen with the demon bear. He's going to be in the end credit scene yeah, played by Antonio right. Banderas. He's going to <laughs> voice Antonio Banderas is going to be lying in a bed. The demon bear is going to come in with a pillow, smother Antonio Banderas, and then out the window he goes. <laughs> Running off into the distance. Yes. Gum. <laughs> yes. While right. Sunspot sits up and makes I, I don't noises. think people... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who's a big... Uh, movie buff. Cuckoo's, Anyone should know that One movie. Flew anyway. Nest will enjoy that. So anyway, that's so that's New Mutants. And will they set up for a sequel? Will they be like, hey, we're a band, you know? I think it would be intelligent for them not to. They should just hedge their bets and, and just hope that it does well. Oh, so Antonio Banderas is in the movie. I don't think he's going to be smothered by a bear. He has to be somebody. They can set him up in a cute way, I suppose, of being like, ooh, he is Mr. Sinister, whoever Mr. Sinister is or he is dark sides dc isn't he yes all right so some other big x-men villain take mm-hmm. your pick someone who hasn't been used yet uh, there's a whole bunch isn't there someone like i was going to say isn't there apocalypse but they already used him yeah but anyway anyway someone, yeah, some, okay, if cool. we were x-men fans we could pull somebody out but we're not going to be able to so yeah a Cyberman. a Cyberman. What, what are they called those big <laughs> from doctor who no what are those big things called you know the big, big purple guys. robots yeah sentinels sentinels yeah, yeah they went Cyberman. Yeah, whoops they've done sentinels already oh you're right days did, of future yeah. past they do, you're right anyway anyway enough talking about x-men and, and enough talking about new mutants if you have your own theory about new mutants you've got a whole year to come up with it Look, please let us know it'll probably be 2030 by the time that movie comes out yeah most likely if it does the, come out at all I'm loving the comments on that movie by the way where people are like it's going to be the first movie to have its 25th anniversary without being released <laughs> could well be <laughs> yeah if you do have a theory please send it to us at potential spoilers pod at gmail.com that's our email address otherwise find us on facebook at potential spoilers podcast it's pretty easy to find look for the exclamation mark yes and we should tell everybody what we're going to be exploring next week yes (laughs) now if we thought this week was difficult 
we thought only having a very loose teaser trailer was difficult in a movie that may not come out at all mm. hurdle difficult, next week's movie doesn't even have a trailer yet. It's yeah. supposed to be coming out in a matter of weeks. We know it's a room. Uh, we know a little bit about yeah. the facilities of that room. Oh, it could be a sequel to The Room, though I highly <laughs> no. doubt it. Anyway, so next week we're going to be talking about the crime <laughs> drama. I guess Question it's mark. crime drama. We don't know. We don't know really anything about the movie so far. We just know the title and the actors who are in it. Hopefully a trailer will come out next week so we have something to base our plots on. Otherwise, we were hoping that it would come out for ages though. Yeah, we've been waiting weeks for this trailer to come out. I don't think it's going to come out before we do our episode, but eh, it'll make the episode more interesting. We'll be coming out with our own plots and I think they're going to be 100% different from each other if we have nothing to base them on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to be talking about the crime drama The Kitchen. Yep, exciting. There we go. So, if you know anything about the kitchen... It just keeps getting worse. Please help us out. But yeah, we're sort of in a territory at the moment where we're just going into no man's land as far as movies are concerned. I promise you, within a couple of weeks, we'll start talking about movies that people are familiar with again. Popular franchises, so on and so forth. Big sequels. But for the meantime, we've just got a little bit of a slump here and in the schedule. you got to grin and bear it. But I think it'll be fun either way. Yeah. And so, until next week, thanks for listening to us for another week. Yes. And we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Previously on X-Men. Did you know baby rattlesnakes are more dangerous than adult ones? They haven't learned how to control how much venom they secrete. All of you are dangerous. That's why you're here.